Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, if you remembered my one-on-one in 2014 with Teddy Coffee, it continues now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. All right, welcome on into another episode of To The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and, of course, Popcorn Talk. And we're already laughing, so yeah. I, you know this is going to be laughing. a good hour. <laughs> Teddy Coffee is here in studio with me. Hi, Yay. Yeah, you can say hi. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks I'm for having me. I'm so glad because, you know, the first time you appeared here, and it was After Buzz, mm-hmm. the So You Think You Can Dance show, you were just off the show, probably yeah. about a few weeks. Totally. And I believe Serge and Mealy were both late. So they were. So you and I had They were, on so I had to start it. I think I was there for like 20 minutes by myself. I was like, uh. It was pretty much like that. Yeah. And I called it boy party because all of my hosts had abandoned me. I don't know what happened totally. that week. So. Totally. We were solo. Yeah. Well, we were duet. So that's when I called in. I was like, I only want guys. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. But um, you are here now on To The Point, And this is kind of like your dance story. So Fun. Yeah, we're just going to kind of like go through it all and everything else. Um, I know we've already been chatting. Mm-hmm. I always say I need to start taping the pre-show because right, there's yeah. so much stuff we that goes on. We said some things, I felt. Yeah. 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 But hopefully we'll, we'll bring some of that yeah. up again um, in this hour. But I always like to go back to the beginning with everyone because I think a lot of times we get to see highlights on So You Think sometimes. Times, but we never really get to understand who people are, and we didn't see your audition. In no, season yeah, 11. yeah. So we didn't know who you were until you appeared on the show. Totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> Which is a crazy thing. So I always like to go back and let's talk about Aunt Cindy. Is she your very first dance teacher? Yes, my Aunt Cindy was my dance teacher from ages eight until I graduated from high school. And every time I go home to Rochester, she, her, and I get in the studio and we dance together. You know, we just mess around in the studio. And did you start dancing at the age of eight? Yes. Um, well, I would dance around my house, like, from four and on, like, because I loved Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Christina Aguilera I was a huge fan of. And they, I would see their music videos, and I just always wanted to be singing and dancing. And so when I was five, my mom was, like, you know, talking to my Aunt Cindy, like, I think Teddy would be interested in coming to, one like, a class or two, you know? And um, so I went to this all-boys class when I was five, and I told my Aunt Cindy that I didn't like her telling me what to do to this song, like a, like a stubborn little five-year-old. And she's yep. like, okay, Teddy, then you go in the corner. And so I was just, like, dancing, and I told my mom, yeah, I don't think dance is for me. And so then three years later, I was like, Mom, I, I really I want to dance. I'm ready. And, and I'm so, ready to listen to Aunt Cindy? Yeah, and, yeah, and behave <laughs> and not, like, you know. But I knew what I wanted when I was younger, and I, <laughs> I guess I didn't want to be told what to do at five. But, You're bossy. It's yeah, okay. I guess. Um, did you start in all styles? Did you start just with tap? Um, when I was eight, I did tap and hip hop, and then um, I took a jazz and ballet class. But I only that only lasted for one year, and I um, again I was stubborn as a kid, and I wish that I I told my aunt Cindy that I didn't want to dance if I had to do ballet and jazz again, mm-hmm. and so she you know allowed it to happen because she wanted me to continue to dance and stuff but um I wish that I had continued ballet and jazz through the through all the years instead of picked it up again when I was in 10th grade so I had like a six-year gap of no 
techno technical training at all. I just love tap and hip hop. Wow, and that's tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tough to because ballet is something, and I know this because I studied it for years. You either use it or you lose it. Yeah, totally. And I don't know if people understand that if they haven't danced, it is one of those that you need that muscle memory, but you need it almost every single day. Yeah, I know. And I felt like I had to catch up at when I was a sophomore in high school. And even when I was a sophomore, I was very serious about dance, but I didn't understand the like the importance of ballet at that time until probably my junior year of high school because my Aunt Cindy said, if you want to move to L.A. and if you want to you know, become a professional dancer, you have to be as versatile as possible and you have to get into these classes otherwise it's just not gonna like it's just not gonna work in your favor if you, if you and you don't. had your eye on so you think you can dance for a yeah. long time how old were you when you started watching it do you remember um, i i think it was right around the time that i started dancing i missed season one i didn't even know it was a thing when season one was going on but um i caught it like the second to last episode of the sec the second season and i told my mom i was like mom this is what i want to do like i want to be on that show one day that's crazy yeah and then we were talking about the tours of, of the old school ones, mm -hmm. like the stadium tours, totally. and they would sell out. And you said you went to several. I went of to those. like three or four of them. I, I saw Travis's tour, and I saw season three's tour, and I want to say I saw I saw season seven, and like maybe one more, four or five. I'm not I'm not sure which one. And you know, I don't. You know, now it's probably we're, we're laughing because we're like it's so cute, but at the same time, it made a huge impression on you as a young dancer. Absolutely, yeah, it, it kept me driven. Like that was my goal. My my goal was so you think you dance from like day one. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and you made it the very first time you tried out. So you're yeah. one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, and I'm very thankful for the for the whole experience of so you think you dance. I I don't know what like happened, but I think the show got the best of me. Um, I became very like insecure and very hesitant dancer and, and I kind of lost who I was on the show and I think it just was the pressure and just I wasn't I didn't expect what the show was you know but, it, but the struggle is when you grow and, and I definitely struggled during that show but I grew a ton as well well let me pull this out because I actually went back and watched I'm like this is your life Teddy but here's this is an interesting quote because I and this is why I actually invited you back today and so cool. I'm going to let you know this okay cool um, certain things always stick with me in interviews, and I, I, I threw something out last week that Allison had told me, um, and I want to say probably back in 2013, and I brought it up in, in her interview last week, and something that stuck with me in 2014 when I interviewed you, you, you said to me off air, and you were just like, you don't know, I'm like, I'm capable of so much more, I just wasn't myself, and this was only a few weeks after you were off the air, yeah. and on the air, I couldn't remember if you had said anything on the air, and on the air you said, there were moments that I didn't feel like my strongest myself. Because I once put, uh, because once I put pressure on myself, that's when things go. Oh, that was good, but it could have been a little bit better. And I look at your career now, and obviously something between then and now has obviously clicked because you are one of the most busy, talented, working dancers out there in the industry right now. Every time I like open up like a, you know one of my social media accounts, you're off doing another job and usually a big job. So. Let's talk about sort of what happened during that season 11 experience because to me it just it like it hit me and I was like I felt it and I was like I felt your disappointment with it. Yeah. Again, I'm very thankful for the show. I wouldn't change it for the world and I met incredible people along the way. Um I just think I I didn't felt I didn't feel like I deserved to be there once I got once I arrived. Like mm -hmm. I remember um being with Emilio week 1 and and um Chris Scott and they had just got off set of a movie. 
and um, so they were step up. Yeah, step up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, step up. Yeah. By the way, um, and they had like a lot of inside jokes, and they were buddies. And Emilio did all these tricks that Chris Scott knew he could do, and he loved them. And I remember him asking me like, "What tricks I do?" And I was like, mm, "I don't. Re- I'm not a tricker. I don't really have tricks." And I, and I, things just kept happening throughout the the season that I let get like put me down. Of course. Um. I got in my head, and, and honestly. So many of the contestants on season 11 with me, they didn't understand who I was until I came back the finale week when I didn't care anymore because I wasn't in the competition and I just let my guard down. And I was like, why am I going to let, you know, pressure and why am I going to let myself self-doubt myself, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like people were like, Teddy, you're a totally different person than when I first met you. Like you were so quiet. You you barely socialized. I I mean, I was stressed beyond belief. Like, and I had just started... um, Accutane, which is a medicine for acne, and mm-hmm. one of the side effects is severe joint pain oh. when you increase your um, physical activity. And so I started it right before the show, and my physical activity obviously increased. We had long days, and I there were nights that I was going to bed, and I was just in so much pain. And I, I would, <laughs> this is silly, and we I would laugh about it when it was happening, but like I was in so much pain that I would like fall downstairs, and like I wouldn't be able to sit down without falling into the seat and stuff like that because my body just could not handle what was going on with it. Oh, my gosh. And you're young enough that you're not thinking, like, maybe I should just stop this or call a doctor and be like, should I, like, wean off of this for my time here and then go back on it? Right. As an adult, you know, you think more like, okay, well, I probably should do something about that. But yeah. And Emily, too, you know, she was your partner. She had, I remember when she dislocated her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys had it rough sometimes. We... And you had a, such a good sense of humor about it. Yes. The two of us, we, we get each other. Like, she is one of my best friends. I love her to death. And um, But we also can stress each other out when it comes to pressure, things like that. And so I think the two of us being together and just both being a little doubtful of ourselves, I think we're kind of like a ticking time bomb together. <laughs> but we, we say that to each other and we laugh about it, you know? But Of course. You have perspective, too, now. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But, yeah, I don't... There were good moments from the show, I think. But What's your favorite moment from the show? Um, like a video I look back and I'm like, okay, I, I think I did a good job. Or like a moment, like a feeling. A feeling. Okay. I think my the best feeling was when I had the contemporary with Tice Diorio. And I just felt like I did that dance justice. And I felt like there were other dances that I did that I didn't do them justice. But I knew I could. But for some reason, it was a mental block and I just couldn't get myself to be my best. You know, I'm not comparing myself to other contestants. I'm just comparing myself to me and what I know I, I'm capable of. And I just well, yeah. I want you to know something. Just because I talk to everyone from every season, mm-hmm. and and this is not a, an uncommon thing. I know, and I'm sure you've you've seen this too. And mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people, and some people aren't willing to talk about it on camera at all. So, yeah. and I kind of threw you for a loop with this, but yeah. uh, you you threw it out first. So totally. I was like, I'll throw totally. it back no, at I'm, you. But um, I'm open. No, um, but you know, I've had people even slide into my DMs going, "I had the worst season." I hated myself on the show. I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And other people thrive on competition. Oh my God, and I, and yes. I think, wow, how did they do that? Or Me I, too. And I and like Haley Payne, who I'm working with right now, mm-hmm. she thrived on the show. Like, like we, we went back and we watched all of her dances and I was like, oh my God, Haley, you are, I am a huge fan of you. Like you are incredible. I already was a huge fan of hers, of but like, wow, she killed it. She really did. Yeah. When she did that robot dance, um, with Virgil, and she looks like, she looks like an animation. 
She was amazing. Because yeah. I think everyone expected it out of Virgil, didn't expect it out of her. And then you're like, who, yeah. who, who is this girl? Yeah. Like, she's taking names. Totally. I mean, <laughs> I would have voted. Like, when I, when I was younger, I would have been such a Haley fan. Of course. You know? I, I love her look, too, overall. Totally. I, I was like, do, don't ever change your look. No. It works so mm-hmm. well for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's just my thing. Like, there are so many other contestants that feel exactly the same way, yeah. which is so interesting. And I'm like, we need to, like, let everyone know that it's okay. It's You know, it's yeah. okay to feel insecure. Yeah. It's, you do have to try and maybe find a way to sort of reach down and, mm-hmm. and, and find that confidence. But you're not the last contestant. You, won't, you right. know, you certainly weren't the first. Right. So I think that that's kind of, like, mm-hmm. a major thing. Totally. Yeah. And, and again, you, you grow from experiences like that. I, I truly did grow from that. Like, being being on on TV in front of America and the world and feeling that low, I you, you grow from it. And you, and you pick yourself up and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to continue to do my thing and I'm going to... I'm going to continue, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to chase my dreams. I'm not going to let that stop me. If anything, it's going to drive me more because I want to prove myself. Right. And you did get to go on tour. Yes. Did that change things for you? Absolutely. And that's when I became close with a lot of, I was close with Emily the whole time and, and Jackie and Val, mm-hmm. like the four of us were always close, but that, that's when like Ricky and I became close and Marquette and I, like I really ha- got great friendships from that tour that I'm so thankful and it wouldn't have happened. I don't, I mean, it would have happened, but. Maybe not, because Ricky lives in New York City, and you know. But I'm I'm thankful for the tour and those types of reasons, and also just feeling more confident in myself. And, and you guys got a 77 city tour. Yeah. I don't know if people understand. Like I would have season 10 people coming in, going, "I can't believe they got 77 cities." Yeah, you guys had a massive. We tour. did. We had the longest one yet so far. Yes. What was that like? <sighs> Tours have always been my dream, and so that was my first tour, and it was a U.S. tour, and I loved it like I didn't want it to end like there were there were other contestants that were over it and and I and I get that I think I would have been there soon and I actually think maybe I was towards the end but if it had continued I would have been excited um but there's something about traveling with with a group of people and and that bond and being on a bus like it's just it's a great experience and and I wouldn't change it for the world and yeah did it did it make you realize was this part of like the catalyst of making you realize that you did deserve to be there at all on tour? I when I was on tour I felt that I did deserve to be there. But it took me a second. And I wish that when I was on the show I felt that way about myself as well. Of course. But on the tour I felt confident and well it it took a second and I grew into it, but I I found a confidence again that I had before the show. Yeah. yeah. And and it's weird when you like lose it cuz you're just like it's a weird sensation cuz you're like I was so confident that I got on this show. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is, is Hollywood week. Cause we, we didn't go to Vegas. We went to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I was just so like, I'm going to do this and this is what it's going to be. And I'm going to, you know, hopefully I make it to the next round, but I'm going to do my best and I'm not going to stress myself out. And, and it was Hollywood week. Like if that was aired, I would be so proud of that week. And then something, something changed and I don't, and, and it was a head game and I don't know what, what changed or how it changed, but I'm glad I'm not there right now or anymore. You know, <laughs> right, right. I know, and I mean, if you could tell contestants right now because they're about to step in, we've got ten contestants about to step into the live shows next mm-hmm. Monday. What would your advice be? Own your style and own who you are as a person, and don't let outside um, comments or outside talent bring you down. Let it inspire you, and know that your path is different than other people's, like other contestants' paths as well. Yeah, in the competition, I think what people forget, I mean, in the end, yes, I understand that there's a prize and there's money and there's yeah. great things like that. Um, 
but you're really competing against yourself every week. And yeah. I think people forget that because you're trying to challenge yourself, especially if they, you know, if you're a hip hop dancer and they throw you, you know, ballroom, mm-hmm. how are you going to make that work? So right. you really have to compete against yourself in, in that manner. Totally. And honestly, there's not like, if you're spending time competing against other people during the week, I just think that's negative. Like, I just think you need to just, like you said, compete against yourself, but not even compete against yourself. Just be the best that you can be for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and don't, don't think, oh, because this person's thriving. There, there's room for everybody. Like, I, making making it to top ten is amazing, you know? So It's huge. It's it's a huge reward, and, and it pays off. Yeah, and I always say, you know, the winner doesn't always, uh, you know, you're proof to this, that winner, well, and Ricky, Ricky is tremendously successful, but being the winner doesn't define your career. Right. Not winning also doesn't define your right, career. It's yeah. like, how do you take that momentum mm-hmm. of just even appearing on the show, whether you were, you know, if it was a top 20 year, if you were number 20, yeah. or even if you were number one. Because totally. we've seen number one people continue their success, and we've seen number one people kind of just fade into the woodwork, and it, totally. it, it just is what it is. Yep, and everyone has their different paths, you know, and, and their different timings, and, and you know. Also, people have different passions, you know. So, yeah. if you're passionate about this thing and you, and you continue to work towards this thing, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna succeed. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and it's and it's nice to see everyone sort of blossom too. You know, you're often working. I love watching Rudy's choreography career just completely yeah. take off. Me from too. That season. Me too. I'm proud of him. I'm really proud of him because we used to joke all the time. We'd be like, "Will he point his feet?" And then by like the last week, he was pointing his feet. And then mm-hmm. you're just like, I was like, I don't know where to put Rudy but like Rudy found exactly what Rudy was supposed to do totally he own, he owns who he is yes you know and, and I love that about and him and that's what I'm trying to do too I, I think we're all just trying to find our voices and own who we are and there's diff- you know Rudy right off the show kind of owned who he was and, and me I'm starting to own who I am you know because I mean I own who I am as like a working dancer but I mean like to find my voice and mm-hmm. choreograph and you know I'm trying to hold free classes every once in a while just just as a passion project for me, not for anybody else. Right. Just, just to say I did it and to get it out and to not judge myself, you know? Well, and it's true. Also, I think, you know, with experience, like the more you teach, the more you choreograph, the better you get to. And, right. I, and you find out what your style is, what right. where your sensibilities are and that type of thing, what type of teacher you are. Mm-hmm. Are you the strict one? Are you the, yeah, yeah. The, the chill one? Yeah. Are you the Stacey Tookie with like her, you know, aromatherapy candles totally yeah. totally <laughs> that's me that's you <laughs> that's are you gonna me. bring an aromatherapy yeah yeah <laughs> it smells good in the studio yeah. with teddy <laughs> <laughs> um so when you came back post-tour obviously you move in which is like the coolest apartment still because mm-hmm. it's you val at the time it was emily and jackie, and jackie. now it's carly yep. so, but yep. um you guys all sort of bonded together mm-hmm. did you hit the ground running after tour yeah i'm first of all I'm so thankful to share my LA experience with those people and, you know, Emily for the time we had her and stuff. And I think it makes a difference because you, you come home from auditions, you come home from classes and there are things that could knock you down, like have the potential to knock you down. Like when, like when you get told a no at an audition or, or when you make it to the end and then you don't hear anything and then you see the jobs happening, you're like, Oh, you know, but when you have people like that in your house, it keeps you sane. Yeah. And, 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 we're positive and, and we support each other and, and we're not competitive with each other and I think that's really refreshing and it's healthy. That is really, really smart yeah. because and you need, sometimes you just need to like let it go and forget dance for the day. Like just put it behind yeah. you and just kind of And it's hard. Out. It's, it's hard so too. Because then we feel guilty doing that. Like even if you want to just take a day to be like, okay, like I'm going to work on me. I'm going to go do this because it makes me happy. It's like, well, I could be in class right now or I could be doing, you know, and it, it's hard to get your mind off of dance sometimes. But 
we we help each other through it. That's good. Mm -hmm. So what was your first uh, job out of um, okay. tour? Um, my first booked job was a casting, and it was for a handbag commercial that aired in Japan with Samantha Th uh, Miranda Kerr for a Samantha Thavasa handbag. I don't even know what that is, but something super fancy. That's yes. what we know. <laughs> yes, and it was just a really funny commercial that was just aired in Japan. And I guess I, one of the guys that was in the commercial, he ended up being in Japan, and we were on like a big screen playing. And I didn't even know that was a. I didn't even know that, that was happening. That's so cool. Yeah. So was that pretty close to completing tour and, like, moving here and everything? Yeah. I, I think it was a month after I moved. Oh, wow. That is really fast. Because yeah. you know a lot of people will spend a year here not booking a job. It's I mean, yeah. and But I, ha I have gone through, uh, you know, an extended period of time where I haven't booked much, you know. And, and, it, and it does test your, your strength and, and your mental capacity and, you know. But that was my first small booked job. When you go through those like dry spells, because it, and, and I don't think people necessarily understand because even with my work, people mm -hmm. are like, you should host on E or you should be on the Today Show. I'm like, I wish it was that easy. Totally. It's totally not that easy. No. Like, you should be on Broadway. You Totally. I would love to. <laughs> my husband always gets like, you should be on a soap. And like, yeah. It's great. We would all love that. Totally. Stuff. Then get me on. Get me on. Yeah. How do you, but people don't understand like the process of what it mm -hmm. is. So, when and I've I've had dry spells myself too, so I understand yeah. like the the mental aspect of it. But as a dancer, when you're going through that, how do you keep yourself focused? Because it's easy to get very unfocused, especially yeah. here in LA with beautiful yeah. weather and lots of distractions. Totally. totally. How do you keep yourself like in class and keep um, sharp? Well, so I think a a dry period for me was um, the end of 2016 after the Max and Val tour had wrapped up. Um, I came back to LA and I had to get back. I had to adjust again to the LA lifestyle, and I forgot what it was like to kind of not have something to do in a day, and, and it drove me crazy for a while. And um, but that's when I decided to, to take my time and to start choreographing and to hold the classes. Um, I held like three classes in the fall, it, and they were free, and they were. I just invited people that I had worked with or friends of mine that came and support me, and um, I also. I attempted to do like a concept video with some like Marquette and Zach were in it and uh, um, I didn't end up releasing it but it was still just a passion project that I, I it was a risk I took you know just like finding finding things to do within the times that I'm not working how come you haven't released it um because I think I could do better and mm. I think it was just like a stepping stone and like okay. a I I learned that I don't love a white background that's good to know <laughs> totally like I, I thought like I envisioned a white background and I just think it's very plain to me it was too stark yeah I, I, it, yeah it's not pleasing to my eye and that's the thing too when you start learning about choreography you start learning as a director too yeah. and i think that that's where we're, yeah. we're also seeing a lot of choreographers now you know move into that totally. that role mm -hmm. now you know mm -hmm. now totally. you know yeah let's talk about the max and val tour because i think that uh this was a big deal for Max and Val, too. You know, I covered Dancing with the Stars, and I know for them mm -hmm. it was a huge dream to do Absolutely. this tour. And then, you know, here you are getting to sort of participate in their dream. Yeah. Um, what was the audition like? Pro uh, audition process like for you? So I have a funny story. So actually, Val and I were on a teaching job together in, um, I want to say somewhere in Ohio, mm -hmm. okay? And we judged the weekend, and then we taught a class or two, and then... I was supposed to go home to L.A., and Val was driving, her mom was picking her up and driving her back to Indiana. And Val was like, Teddy, what if you just canceled your flight and you came to Indiana with me? And I was kind of like, oh, like, that's funny. And then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, my God, but that's so, like, let's do it. So I canceled my flight, and I um, drove with them to Indiana, and, mm -hmm. I, and I, you know, 
I saw Val's childhood home and stuff, and I was supposed to be there for like four days, but then I got this email saying, hey, you have an audition for a Max and Val tour. Valerie and Val Schmierkowski. Yep. There's two Vals in this two story. Two Vals, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, just, it's confusing. For all of our podcast followers at home, yes. just so you know, there's two Vals. <laughs> Actually, every big job I've done has had a Val on it. That's crazy. There, there's a Val in, on Backstreet Boys, too. Oh. Valentino. So it's like but Valerie, Val. Valentina, Valentino. Um, and they said, we're only looking for one, one male dancer like to hire for the job. And so I called my agent, and I was like, okay, JC, like, I'm going to have to spend money to buy a flight because I had canceled my flight to L.A. I was like, do you think it's worth it? They're only looking for one male dancer, mm-hmm. one spot. And he was like, I mean, every audition is worth it. He's like, but it's up to you what you want to do. And so I sat on it, and um, I, I just I felt something. I was like, I just I need to go to the audition. It's just something that I'm interested in. It's another tour. I love tours, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I flew to L.A., and um, I ended up being – I ended up arriving there first, and so I was like, my number was number one, and I remember Max like joking around, being like, uh, "Number one, Teddy. Well, you're not really number one, but I guess you can wear the number. You know, like just like funny. Total Max. It's to- total yeah, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just joking aside, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think we first learned a jazz, jazz, hip hop fusion routine, and um, and then we learned a ballroom routine, and and. I had like two or three partners I had to learn it with because there were more girls than guys left. So that that was stress. That was the stressful part was like figuring it out with this person, and then uh, it felt so different with this person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that was the most stressful part of it. But how was your ballroom at this point? Like before you had started the tour? Yeah, I faked it, but I was so I was in the mindset where I was like, I want this job. I'm mm-hmm. gonna pretend like I am a ballroom dancer, and I I felt really good at the audition. That's good. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not gonna let you know, my lack of ballroom knowledge or technique get in the way of, you know. You were going to learn so much if you did get this tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I got the call that I got it, and that was another experience where we were on a bus, and it was a tour, and a, a great group of people, you know, Kiki and Magda were, were on the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiki is possibly a top ten. Possibly, for, yeah. Possibly. It's against Concrete or Kiki mm-hmm. with Jenna. Yeah, so that's exciting. That is exciting. Um, and we... Be- we were a family on that tour. Like, actually, I'm meeting with some of the dancers tonight. We're just going to get dinner together because it's been a minute. It's been a while since we've seen each other. But, like, I love them dearly, every single one of them that was on that tour. I do think that uh, both Max and Val do create a sense of family. It seems like that with everyone that works um, at their studio, um, people that are they're close friends with them. Mm-hmm. They stick together. They A lot of time, and I will say to their tribute, um, that... A lot of their former partners on Dancing with the Stars do stay in touch with them. Yes. They, they become a part of, like, mm-hmm. the fam, yep. of course. And yeah. I, I think that is a tribute to who they are as people. Yes. And I think that that's what we bonded over the most was the importance of family. Like, I remember um, Tracy, who was, like, the messenger from Val to my agent. She called my agent and was like, so can you tell us a little bit about Teddy? Like, is he family oriented? Does you know is is he hardworking? And my agent was like, he's very family oriented, and all the all of that stuff. And you know, luckily it worked out. It's kind of interesting that that is a question because that was so important for Max right. and Val that they didn't want someone to come because I was the only boy on the job that wasn't that didn't already know Max and Val. Right. Um, Vlad, Kiki, and Ivan they had all trained with Max and Val or taught at the studio. And, they knew um, their work ethic. They knew them personally. They right. knew their background. Yeah. Right. So they didn't want someone to come in and throw off the the vibe. The vibe. Yeah. yeah. And luckily, you know, I I just it, we meshed and it was it was great. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you worked with a variety of choreographers on this tour mm-hmm. too. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I mean, does there is there a certain choreographer, a certain number that stood out to you? Yeah. Um, I fell in love with Megan Lawson and Matt Katie. Mm. They were part of Fanny Pack and ABDC. Yes. Um, they are just so unique from anything else, and and I respect people that are like that. They're not afraid to just be themselves no matter what. And Matt Katie inspires me because he um, produces music and he. And he draws. And growing up, I loved drawing. I did it all the time. And one of my goals is to produce an album sometime in my life. Like, I don't know when or what or for who, if it's for me, if it's for someone else. Right. I just, I want, we were supposed to get together last week. We didn't, but we're going to get together and he's going to just teach me how to produce music. And I'm, and he's someone that inspires me a lot. That's amazing. And I met him through the our way, the our way job. Wow. Do you mm-hmm. have a moment from tour too that you just really like? This is going to be such a special memory that you're when you're 85 years old, you're still going to be like, I remember that our way tour. <laughs> I, because mm. you played some pretty big venues on that tour too. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. I mean, yeah, we played in um, I want to say Connecticut at a casino, and and at the time that was because I, I had gone from the So You Think tour with with a lot of people, but then there I don't even remember how many people were in this casino, but there was a ton of people, and that was like crazy just to say that I performed in front of that amount of people mm-hmm. I, I don't even know like 6,000 people at the right. time like that was like I was like whoa that is crazy <laughs> until dun dun well <laughs> Backstreet Boys yes. but yeah <laughs> but um and then also w- when we came to Verona New York which is two hours from Rochester New York where I'm where I grew up mm-hmm. um there were like 50 family and friends people to come and see me <sighs> and, and I just the support I have back home is is immeasurable like I I feel the love and I'm very thankful for the people that I have back home. That's such a big moment too. I mean, coming back to your hometown or close to your hometown mm-hmm. and people supporting you because yeah. they've seen your full journey. Yes. You're very supportive parents. I'm yes. like I was very myself. I was very familiar with Pam and Bob yeah. from Rochester Pam because and, they were Pam following all season. <laughs> and, yeah. and Val's mom. I mean, there's there's uh, Debbie. Uh, you know, I I really do know people's parents. They and some of them will DM me, and, yeah. and they're very involved. And I yeah. I actually appreciate it. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, I love it when the moms and dads totally. follow me as well. Totally. So. And and like my grandma, and my grandpa, and my aunt Cindy, and my aunt Debbie, like they all just wanted to meet Max and Val, and they all got their pictures with them, and they were so <laughs> they were so understanding and so great, and they came out and met everybody and. And that's a lot of people to me, like 50 people. And, you know, and Max and Val really do. The, uh, there's there's a group from Dancing with the Stars like Derek Huff and, and Mark Ballas and, and Max and Val that have a certain celebrity um, because of oh, that yeah. show that is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Did you watch how they handled that? Because I, there are times I'm like, I, I think it's got to be really hard for some of them to walk down the street on certain days. They're they're so gracious. And they're, and they're you know, they will have their picture taken with you if you want a picture taken and... They're just very down to earth, you know. They do have a celebrity status, but they don't act like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like a down to earth, genuine. They're genuine people. And when you were watching sort of their dreams come true, because I know how important that was to them, what was that like? Because I've got to imagine they were pretty emotional, probably on opening night, especially and closing yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, because they're telling their story through dance, and they have their own show, and they're the headliners, you know. And it just. And they immigrated to the United States. Yeah, so it's that is even... so crazy. It's like, it's possible. Like what what I'm doing is is what I need to be doing because one day I want to have something that's like that, you know, and and it's just I'm so happy that I was a part of that for them. And the, you know, there's talk about maybe a new tour with them or mm-hmm. whatever, but 
So hopefully, hopefully something happens with that. You probably just got a lot of fans super excited. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, there was talk about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think too, there, there's some um, jostling going around with Dancing with the Stars on the schedule, yep. so that may change. It makes it hard. Yeah, but it may change things because um, they're doing a fall season, but they're not doing a spring season, so that oh, may change. Okay. Open things up for yeah. them is what I'm just saying. There you go. We don't know anything. Don't tweet us and say. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not definite. It's not definite. It's but something that you know. I would... think possibilities are probably wider open now than they were even last year. So yes. Let's yep. just put that out yep. there. Totally. Um, what did you learn from, let's say, Max? Wow, that's a. I mean, I learned a lot from him, but um, I just learned to never lose who I am and to just be driven and. You know, he, he's all about respect, and so I respect him, and he respects me, even though he's, like, the older figure, in the you know, mm-hmm. but he's just, he's all about respect. How about Val? And Val's quote to me, and, and what I do, on every job I have, I um, I take an individual Polaroid of every person on the job, mm-hmm. and they sign the bottom, and on the bottom of mine, and he would say it in person, too, he always says, lead by example. It's a great one. Yeah, and so... That's what I that yeah I want to lead by example I want to be a leader of some sort and I want to you know in, inspire people just like people inspire me yeah and you know Val is is really good about that um, especially and I think people lose sight of like social media as just like a place to like dribble all of our thoughts um, and you know he really does lead by example in he terms does. of he, he understands that he does have younger followers yes. and he's really yes. he, he, stepped up he. He's very in tune with himself, and he and he cares deeply when he cares. Like, you know what I mean? He's he wears his heart on his sleeve, and and he truly cares. He just cares. That's He's a caring person. Amazing. Anything we don't know about the two of them? Hmm. Any little silly story? I don't know. He's like, oh, what can I say? <laughs> I know. Like, what can I say? What can I say? No, I know. You're kidding. like, no. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to circle back, though. Okay. Yeah, circle back. I'll circle back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So at what point does um, the Backstreet Boys sort of come into play? Because this is a big deal, especially (sighs) for for someone like you who, like, worship them as a little one. Yes. And here you are now on stage with them, which... You guys aren't playing 100-seat theaters. No. I saw that. Where was that? Montreal, like 100,000? Quebec. Quebec, Quebec City. There was was 100,000 people. Yeah. I saw that photo, and I was like, that is ridiculous. I am on cloud nine doing this job. Yeah. I I really am. So here's what I want to know. Let's go back to the audition. Like, what was the audition process like for Backstreet Boys? Because every Um, audition process is very different. Totally. Uh, It was a a two-day audition, just like Max and Val. Um, The first day, we just learned... We learned um, the chorus to everybody, which is the finale of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. It's like the encore, but whoops. Oops. Um, <laughs> Cats out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we learned that, and it was a long day, just like nonstop doing that over and over again. And were then, they making cuts throughout mm-hmm. the day? Yes. Okay. They, they were making cuts, and um, then we came back the next day, and, and Rita, um, who produces the show and like helps you know put it together, she said, come in all black, but have a splash of color. And so I was like, okay. What does that outfit look like for you? So I had on um, a black baggy hoodie. It was actually my So You Think hoodie turned inside out because I literally didn't have any clean laundry. So I literally had to like pick and choose <laughs> of what I had. <laughs> and then I wore 
and this is funny, but I'll, I'll let you know what it was. Oh, sorry. Um, I wore a red T-shirt that like hung underneath the sweatshirt, so that was my splash of color. It was mm-hmm. like a, t- a baggy T-shirt, and then I had black sweatpants and black, all black shoes on. And so we're dancing and dancing, and um, we make it down to like three groups of ten. Like so, there's thirty people left, and then she goes, "Okay, um, guys, if you have baggy clothes on, please take off a layer." And I was like, "Okay." So I take off I take off my sweatshirt and I'm on the sidelines just going over the choreography while the music's on and while other groups are going and I look down. I am wearing my Justin Timberlake tour concert shirt that I got <laughs> no, when I not. saw him in concert at a Backstreet Boys audition. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I was. And I I started laughing. Like, I was like, oh my God, I need to tell someone. So I started telling strangers, like people that were just auditioning. I was like, you guys, why am I wearing a Justin Timberlake shirt, <laughs> t-shirt at a Backstreet Boys audition? And so then... They called us out, and it was my group to go, and I literally performed an or auditioned in front of AJ. He was at the audition. Okay. With my Justin Timberlake shirt on, and I didn't know, because it's like his full body, and then it says Justin Timberlake at the bottom. Right. I didn't know whether to cover his face or the name, so I so like I this. covered the face, hoping that while I'm dancing, you can't really read like what the word says, because it's kind of an abstract, but there's a video of my group, which is the, the 10 people, the dancers that were hired, um, and I'm the only, because... My special color was a shirt, but it was covered. Right. So I'm the only one in like a bright red shirt, and everyone else is in black with like a tiny special color. And I'm wearing a Justin Timberlake <laughs> shirt, and everyone gives me such a hard time for it. And they still hired you. Yeah, and that is such a Teddy move. Like I'm just not thinking. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I love Oops. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I would love to know. So they hired you guys in three groups of ten. Mm-hmm. They kind of, but they hired everyone in your ten. Yeah, the, the group one. We we were group one, and. We went, and then the two other groups went, and we were the group that... Interesting, because sometimes they'll take, like, someone from two and put them in one. Totally, and, and they they didn't really do that. They kind of had, like, their set 10, 10, and 10, and I... Interesting. Yeah, but... What, do you know, did you ever get any insight of whether it was, like, overall look of people? Because sometimes that does happen, because totally. they want you to blend in well with the group. Every Every job is about you know, talent, but then they also, you need to have a certain look, and I'm not sure what the look was for this job, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were going for, but. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's interesting just to think that that, that entire group of 10 was the one that, that yeah. picked the job. Yeah. Hmm. And AJ was the only one that sat in on the auditions, and just for people to know, every artist has kind of a feel for what they want to do in auditions. Some don't show up at all. Right. Um, if you audition for Madonna, from what I hear, she's there from the very first audition all the way through. Interesting. Yeah. Because I auditioned for her and she wasn't there. She wasn't there? Mm -hmm. Okay. So back in the day, I know for, like, I interviewed some of the dancers Mm -hmm. from Truth or Dare. They said she was there, like, all the way through. So maybe at this point, she's like, we got it. But (laughs) maybe she did show up after I was cut. I don't think she showed up on that day, though, but if there were, like, other days and stuff. I know Ricky Ubeda auditioned for her and he... He was in New York City when he auditioned, and, yep. and he saw her. He did see her. Well, yes. She lives in New York, too. So okay, well, there you go. More than, than not here. Maybe she was busy, yeah. Maybe she was busy. <laughs> I don't know. Madonna's never yeah, busy. Why, what, what could she be doing? But every artist does have a preference of whether mm-hmm. they want to sit in auditions or not. Now, totally. I, I think if I were a singer, um, which I'm not, um, I think I would want to sit in because I want to know who oh, I'm seeing and working with all me the too. time. Me, too. I'd be, I'd be so hands-on. Yeah. I'd be so hands-on, and I'd want to get to know you know, the people that I'm going to be going on or not tour, but like a residency or whoever yeah. I'm performing with insurance. The overall look at people yeah. matters. So it was only AJ that that's Yes, that which makes sense to me because they're all so down to earth and great, but AJ is definitely the one that's most involved with the dancers. Like he just, he wants to know things about us and he's very personal. Per- I love that. Yeah, personable. So 
Does he, makes... does he like dance too? Maybe he likes dance a little bit oh, more he, too. No, he yeah. does. I think out of all of them, he loves dance the most. And he jokes with us that he's the best dancer of, of the five. Which <laughs> he, he can move. He can move. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of incredible. So I, I've got to ask, you get what's that phone call like from your agent when you find out you get the job? Because this is... This is a big one, and this is kind of, you know, the eight-year-old in you is like, holy cow. Yes. So um, my agent called me, and just that he called, like, I started getting, like, my heart was beating because I was like, okay, this could be good news. Um, And then I answered the phone, and he's playing a Bashy Boy song (gasps) in his car. Like, and literally that's how he told me, just by playing a Bashy Boy song. That's amazing. Which was really, really cool, and then I was just... I'd cry. (laughs) I wanted to. It was, like, it was very, like whoa, this is the start of something that... Because Dancing for Artists is what... Like, the reason I moved to L.A. I, mm-hmm. I want to be a backup dancer for artists that I respect. And I never thought of dancing for the Backstreet Boys just because of the time, you know? Like, I was young when they were huge, and I just never thought, oh, I'll dance for the Backstreet Boys. But I am so happy that I'm with them. And times have changed, too. I think that's the other thing. Like, if you were a boy band back in the day, I think people are just like, okay, you reach a certain point, and then your fame drops off a cliff, and then we're like, where are they now? Right. But there's been so many fantastic opportunities, Vegas residencies. Yeah. Even just, like, people wanting nostalgia. I think... I love the nostalgia wave. Me, too. And I think that's, like, a big trend in fad right now is, like, bringing back nostalgic groups and, and singers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, New Kids on the Block. I yeah. mean, they're a generation before NSYNC and, and um, Backstreet Boys, and they're still killing it. Yeah, they just toured with Paul Abdul, right? Paul Abdul and, and um, Boys to Men. Yeah, that's Come so cool. Come on, who doesn't want to see Boys to Men? No, we I would so love, go. I'd I wish so, I could. I yeah. know. So what I think is really interesting about this job, too, it's a Vegas residency, but there's also tour dates involved. Yes. So how does your schedule work with all of that? Um, so we... Only audition. We uh, we didn't know that there was going to be a tour until later on into the Vegas residency. So mm-hmm. January through March was just rehearsals for the, the Backstreet Boys show in Vegas, and then there was word of like them joining Florida Georgia Line on tour. And so then in June, at, in Vegas, we had a bunch of rehearsals for the Florida Georgia Line set because we're also dancing for Florida Georgia Line as well. Oh, so you're you're doing double duty? Yeah. Cha-ching. So every time we go, every time we go to a city. We do the Extra Boy set, and then we do the Florida Georgia Line That's set. Amazing! And it's really, really cool. I I love both sets, and I love being able to do two different artists. And it's really cool that they're doing it at one venue, like all at once. What is the the style of Florida Georgia Line? Because their sound is so completely different. Yeah, it's yeah. country. Um, it's hip hop. It's definitely hip hop okay. to country music because they're kind of pop hip hip or right, pop right. country, so it works. Um, but Chase Benz, who is in the Britney show, he choreographed all of the. Florida Georgia Line moves and stuff. So it's been fun working with him, wow. too. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so do you have concert dates through the end of the year? Like, how? where are you right now? We actually, we only had three set dates with Florida Georgia Line. So we have one more coming up in Chicago mm-hmm. in this month, uh, August 11th. And then there's word uh, on more Vegas residency months and shows and then possible, possibly a world tour with Backstreet Boys. But I don't know if that's like a real thing or if that's just rumors it's a good rumor, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's my dream is a world tour. Yeah, you know, it's always – and the world tours become – they're rare these days, like yeah. those big epic world yeah. tours. I remember when – I think it was Eliana went on the Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift where, one. Yeah, yeah she the was Red in, Tour. The Red Tour. And mm-hmm. they were like – they had their own jet. Yeah. They were flying everywhere. Yeah. Like when you go on those like A-lister mm-hmm. <laughs> world tours, those are pretty epic. Yeah. They're and amazing. That's, and yeah. And so, I mean, even the Vegas residency is – 
it's just amazing. Uh, yeah, and I think that that's what's so interesting about these artists. They're able to have these these dates for you know two, three, four months at a time. You guys yeah. don't have to go anywhere. Right. There is there are some nice things to not having totally. to like totally. going from city to city to right. city. Um, what has the reaction been like from fans? I've got to imagine it's nuts. Well, so Backstreet Boys has sold way so in the first week, I think Britney and JLo sold around like. 10 million, 14 million tickets, and Backstreet Boys sold 59 million. Are you kidding me? No, yeah, like it's it's doing so well, and they're that's why they're extending it. And Britney's show is ending soon, so right. Backstreet Boys is going to fill in the the those dates, the spots that Britney was set to be in. Yeah, that makes sense too. I mean, like if you're still selling, why would you sit there and cut off right, that money train right. and that opportunity yeah. to perform? So how do they do it? Are they do they continually um, just keep on extending your contract, like going okay, we've got another three months of dates, that kind of thing? Actually, they they're supposed to give us a new contract. They haven't yet. Yep. So, but that should be in the works, and it should we should be getting it soon to sign on for November and February. And so you're with a couple of so you think you can dance alum. You mm-hmm. mentioned Haley, but also yep. Urellis is yep. on the, the Urellis, and then um, Flores, who won so you think you can dance Netherlands, is on the job as well. That's incredible. Yeah, and. I really just love everybody on the job. Like, I have a different bond with with each and every one of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would say actually more recently, Yoey and I have started to really get close and bond and understand each other. And I really enjoy my time with her as well. So. That's great. Do you have, um, what was that like opening night like with Backstreet Boys? Because, you know, there there is that moment of just like, how did I get here? I'm from Rochester, New York. Yeah. I'm from small town Massachusetts. So I, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. And people always think it's like New York City, but it's six hours away. And, you know, it's not that You're convenient. upstate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, chills. I seriously had chills. And I remember, because um, Larger Than Life's the first number, and we come in halfway through because it's like kind of like, oh, just the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's dancers. Mm-hmm. And I was backstage, and my heart was pounding, and I was smiling ear to ear, and I was like, oh, my God, we're about to go on stage with the Backstreet Boys. This is crazy. And the, and the crowd was insane, and I had chills while I was dancing on stage. And um, Jackie and Val came to see the show in April, and I, I teared up just being on stage, and, and I, I could see them, like, in the audience, and everyone was like, you know, people, some people knew Jackie and Val, and other people didn't, and the right. people that didn't know Jackie and Val were like, are those two girls that are just, like, having the time of their lives out there, You're the people you were talking about? And I was like... Yes, they're the best. <laughs> like they were They're ha- so supportive. Yeah. And it, I just teared up because it was just cool to have them there in in the audience. What's the biggest challenge as a backup dancer? Because I think um, you know, for a lot of people it is a goal in the industry, but there it's not always easy. Oh my god, the hours and the and and the time you put into learning the show, you know, because you're not the star and, and you have the dancing that the dancers do is way different than the dancing that the artists do and the artists know their songs and the artists can make their schedule like we don't make our schedule so we just put in time and work in our body it takes a toll on your body for a second like mm-hmm. especially during the rehearsal process I remember going home at night just being like oh my goodness ice like, bath <laughs> yeah my muscles were so sore but but it's the soreness that you love because you're like oh my gosh look what I'm like look what I'm doing that's causing the soreness it's really cool that's incredible and what about in terms of your favorite thing about being a back dancer I think my favorite thing about being a, a backup dancer is having, and this is cliche because obvious, but having singers on, being on stage with you, like yeah. someone, like singers that you idolize and that fans idolize, that yeah. you're you're the dancers behind them. I think it's just cool. Obviously, I love being like in a dance show, like with, with Max and Val or So You Think or mm-hmm. whatever. It's cool that that people are coming to see the the dancers and, and you're the focal point. Yes, yeah. but. Just being a backup dancer is like, 
from a long time ago, like the, a dancer's dream, and it's cool to just be living it and be and sharing a stage with a singer. And I've got to imagine, even though they're there to see Backstreet Boys, like an audience of a hundred thousand, there's got to be that same rush that they get. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Be like dancing all out. Like, yeah. oh my god, hundred thousand no, people. No, for sure. And and they come to see the Backstreet Boys, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to give our all. Like, and a lot of people come up to us and like, oh my gosh, we'd love that the Backstreet Boys are using dancers again. Like. It was so great to watch you guys and stuff. And yeah, and I think it's also um, the fact that they are using dancers again. It's it's a par- it's a part of the wave of what is happening in dance right now. Dance is getting huge. It's crazy, and I, I've been talking a lot about uh, to people a lot about this. There is this massive growth, especially here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I feel it even on my level because I'm like I can't cover everything. I can't be yeah, everywhere. And totally, it's, it's amazing, um, and it's so much fun to be a part of. I am bracing a little bit. For a couple of growing pains, because when there's massive growth, sometimes you're like, "Oh, yeah, we got to work on this, or we okay. got to fix this." Yeah. But I, but it's so exciting to see how this is all unfolding. Yeah, there's so many outlets for dancers now. It's really cool. It's like it's becoming in, it's dances in the limelight now. You know, it is in the limelight, and I see agencies. This is the other thing. Like the agencies are going out and they're grabbing these kids at eight, and I'm like. They're gonna be with them like as they oh, grow. Oh, for sure. They're, they're gonna see the whole the whole journey. The you whole know? journey instead of because it used to just basically be like you guys get off tour, you get the agent, and off the yes. career goes. Yes. That that doesn't exist anymore. Right. You've got like kids on World of Dance and America's Got Talent. Yeah, who are already signed, working and doing you know in the business, and that's that's great. Doing massive commercials. Yeah. Like, it's, it's totally yeah. insane. Totally, they're learning at a younger age. You know, I, I and I sit there and I think I, I look at what's happening on you know World of Dance and so you think and I'll tell you I keep saying it but this so you think top ten is really well cross trained they're really good across yeah. the board I think it's going to be a good season I think so too I I always think on my best day I couldn't compete with all of these <laughs> when neither. I was dancing who <laughs> <laughs> nobody does that worry you a little bit when you have I mean you still have to be your best self but. Now everyone has to do like eighteen hundred tricks, and they yeah. tap and jazz and ballroom yeah. and. It doesn't worry me necessarily. It kind of excites me that like, you know, dance is just going to continue to get better and better with dif- different generations. And and I've never been one to compete with people. Mm-hmm. So, again, I just I'm supportive, and I'm like, well, more power to you. Bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Bring it on. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, you did this really cool project in Lincoln Center called Pearl. Yeah. Daniel Ezrelo. Yeah. Really fascinating. With Ricky, Jamie, and Nico. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that project? Because obviously here on the West Coast, we weren't able to see it. Yeah. But again, Lincoln Center is another venue that's like bucket list, check. Well, and what's funny is I didn't even know, I didn't know what Lincoln Center was. No. I know. I know. <laughs> I was I was very naive to what was going on. Maybe that's better sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I mean, I just didn't know what was going on and I was, and um, so I booked that in... I want to say April. So was that a um, – you booked it out here in Los Angeles and then they flew you guys to New York kind of thing? Or is it New York and L.A. dancers? Or We um, we rehearsed in L.A. for four months. Okay. And then we flew to New York City for the two weeks that we performed there. Well, gotcha. we only had four shows, but we had to rehearse in um, New York City as well mm-hmm. just to know the stage and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that was definitely – that was such an interesting experience. Um, would I do that again? I don't know if I would do that again, but I'm so thankful that I did it. Why wouldn't you do it again? What would be? Because was it the length of the project kind of? No, thing? no, and I, maybe I thought so at the time because. But now I'm doing jobs that are longer, and I and I True. love them. I think it's just less my cup of tea. I think um, 
I was the only like not really technical dance like I I I have a knowledge of technique and I did take ballet for three years when I was older but it's different than all these other dancers that have you know done ballet and all these contemporary and I didn't even do contemporary growing like I just did it at conventions when I went and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that's their love and their passion and and I love it too but I want to be doing other things like like hip hop and grooves and and backup dancing and stuff like that but I'm very thankful that I did it. You know, it's interesting, too, because that's a part of the growth um, as an artist of understanding what you should be doing yeah. and what you um, and what you just kind of take because it's a job and it's an opportunity. Yeah. Ian Eastwood was in here a few weeks ago, and he's he's 24, mm-hmm. and he but he has it very figured out in terms of saying, like, I want to be passionate about the work I do. I just don't want to take a job for a job. Yeah. Um, and the sooner you realize that and recognize it, the more opportunities that actually open up, which even sound, it sounds weird because mm-hmm. you think like, well, I'm closing the door on that. Yeah. But really, you're opening yourself up to what you really want to be doing. And it's and it's a balance, and it also it depends on your financial situation and stuff like that too. Because I wouldn't, I would encourage you when you move out to LA to take jobs that you necessarily don't think you would take. But then understand, okay, I did that. It wasn't my thing, so I'm going to shoot for other things, you know, right. and find what is my my path and my niche and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think too that in Los Angeles they like you have to have a brand mm-hmm. and you have to sell your brand and the more or and the sooner that people understand what your brand is again yeah. the more jobs come your way yes. whether it's choreographer dancer mm-hmm. or anything else like that director. Yeah. So I mean but being able to recognize that is, is really kind of smart. Yeah. Yeah. And again it's one of those things I grew from that just like I grew from every other thing that I've done. Um and I'm thankful for it, and I wouldn't change it. And I also met a bunch of great people on that job. Like, uh, one of my best friends, Matt Peacock, I met on that job. And he's just, he he's older in the business, and he's just someone, he's a great role model and a great friend to have. Has a lot of wisdom. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he did Shaping Sound with Travis for a while. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah so, so, him and I just really bonded and stuff like that. That's and so important. I would love to know from you, Do you, did you have that, at some point along the way, did you have that, like, aha uh-huh moment of, like, where you're like, oh my gosh, I kind of have this figured out. I kind of know what I'm doing from your time on So You Think to to now, where you're just like, I think my confidence is back, or I think like, we don't ever have it completely figured out because right. that's who we are as human beings. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not 100% figured out yet. You don't have to be. Right. And you never will be. Right. I'm older than you. you totally. <laughs> totally. Because it's just, it's that's a part. It's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I just, like... I was going to move to L.A. in April, and then I decided to move on in I moved March 1st because I heard of a Taylor Swift audition happening. And so I was like, Mom, I'm going to go stay with Christy and John, who are family friends that I have in Beverly Hills, and I'm going to go to this audition. And I think it was just I am more fearless than I was when I was on So You Think. I, I, I think fear is what stops you. Yeah, fear is. And, and so I try I tried to stay away from it. Do you think it was fear of failure? Because failure is always a thing. And you yeah. kind of need failure, though. That's the well, funny thing. And, and not that So You Think was a failure, because I would hate to call it that. Because you were on the show. That's a success. Right, right. I mean, and there were, yeah. a lot of, there were a lot of successes along the way. Yep. But, yes, I was afraid to fail back then. And, I, and now I'm afraid to fail, fail with choreography, but I'm trying to let that go. But mm. it's, it's something new for me. So it's like, right. that's why I'm doing these free classes, and that's why I 
book a space. And I, I just texted a couple of friends and said, okay, I have a class coming up. It's on August 7th. You know, I hope you can make it. Because if I have that space rented, it's like, okay, now I have to do it, you know? You're committed to it. Yeah. And I think, so you think it was just the first thing professionally that was away from home, you know? And it meant a lot to me. And I just had, I had it up here. And then I was afraid to to fail. I don't know. I was afraid. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and it, it, don't you wish you could like kind of look back and just be like, Little Teddy, it's okay. I want to shake myself back then. <laughs> yes. Yes. If I if I did it now, I would do it so differently. Oh, would, wouldn't we all, though? Yes. But that's... You, but but you, that's life. Yeah. And if you didn't have that experience on So You Think, you wouldn't be probably on Backstreet Boys. Right. Who Isn't knows? You know? Yeah. So it's like everything happens for a reason. That was my time. And that was my time to go through it. You know? And there's going to be more times where I go through it where it's a struggle. But you only get better. All right. So I want to know from you... Uh-huh. Five years from now, which would be, what, 2022? Weird. Where's Teddy going to be? And what quote am I going to pull for our next Whoa. one? <laughs> um, wow, five years from now, that's, like, longer than when my credit card expires. Yes, <laughs> okay. it is. Um, I think I'll still be in L.A., um, but hopefully I'm in a place where I can visit my family more, mom and dad. I want to come to Rochester more. But um, I think I'm in a place where I have it figured out more than I do now, obviously, but I, I, there's a lot of things I want to do out here and, you know, dance is obviously the main, the main one, but I want to be able to choreograph and I want to produce music, like I said, and also I have a passion for, I took this, uh, course, UCB, uh, this improv course at UCB and... Upright Citizen Brigades. Yes. People that don't know. Yeah. And it's improv on stage. You just you create a scene on stage. And I've, I've been going to this show. It's called Musical Improv every Thursday night. And they literally improv a musical on stage. And I have always been drawn, and I just love comedy. So I can see myself at some point, you know, going over to acting with comedy and stuff like that. I'm not sure in which direction or, or from what. but You could choreograph for some... Kat Burns won her Emmy last year for... Um crazy ex-girlfriend okay choreographing comedy too there you go there's, there's a so whole, yeah she has a whole she's like the only one that's really doing that but yeah. niche too there's a few others but totally i just see myself know. branching out and, and trying as many things as possible and, and always in the entertainment business or no always in the entertainment business okay yeah. that's good to know and how about i know that you have backstreet boys was probably one of your dream jobs do you have another dream job that you have yet to achieve yes so um in 2016 april I got a job to back up dance for Christina Aguilera on The Voice. And for some reason, I just, growing up, I loved her because I loved Mm -hmm. her voice and I loved what she offered and what she stood for. And it was like a taste. I I actually met her too because she liked my look. So she had, the choreographer introduced us and we had like two word interaction and I was like, oh my God, you know? You're like, day made, check. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I danced for her, her singing a Paul McCartney song, not one of her own songs. And so I hope to one day dance for her while she's singing her own songs and share a stage with her and maybe go on tour with her. She keeps promising a new album. So Yeah, for like four years, For though. like four years. I just saw a video today that they keep on going like 14, 15, 16. Yeah. Like it keeps yeah. looping up how she keeps promising new music. But, totally. you know, she's got you kids. But maybe maybe the time is coming up. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who I, knows? We'll put it out there. Yeah, put, yeah manifest it. Manifest sure. it. Christina Aguilera, <laughs> world tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for coming in. Thank this you for was having great. me. I know. I'm like, 
see what sticks in my crazy yeah. brain? No, you're great. You never know. No, totally. <laughs> I'm like, three years later, I was like, I need an answer to this. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> I, I appreciate like, it. I got some social media answers yeah. that I wanted to hear directly from well, you. Well, and thank you for like diving in and having me relive like what's happened so far. It's, I, it's, it's like fun. A, it's like a day on the couch. Yeah. Like, little yeah. dance therapy totally, session. Totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Where can everyone find you on social media and follow all those amazing backstreet photos? Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is just Teddy Coffee, my name. T E D D Y C O F F E Y. So easy. All right, you guys, next week I have the World of Dance CEO and I know and creator. Um let's see, Matt Everett and Dave Gonzalez. They are the ones who created the tour, which then became the crazy cool. TV show. So we're going to dive in deep because they're also executive producers on that TV show and I've got a lot of questions. Yay. Yes. They, they're going to sit in the hot seat next week. Woo. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on To The Point. We will see you next week and don't forget lots of great articles and inside scoop on dancenetwork.tv. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host's owner, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.